I didn't hear a single word you said because you you went you went. Oh, you froze out. as well, so I, I yeah. wasn't sure. Uh, so so he's like chaos aligned. So uh, we like got to a stoplight, and this guy, this old guy, is walking across the, the street in front of us, and he leans out the window, and he's like, "Dude, your comb over is really working." <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, "Oh, ha, thanks," <laughs> and like keeps walking. And my cousin's like, hey, that was funny. <laughs> and then, like, we're by my work, and he, like, sees... Fuck me. Your ass is fantastic. Yeah, so we're, like, downtown. Jesus. Uh, you you gotta tone it down. Getting this reaction out of us, so he just keeps shouting, like, <laughs> sarcastic compliments at people. Yeah. And we're like, dude, you gotta not do that. Like, it's not... It's not safe. <laughs> like you're in downtown Los Angeles, and someone's gonna pick up on your sarcasm and like pull a knife on us or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm ready to die." And I was like, "I'm not." Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm cool I'm, with not. He's like, "Well, that doesn't matter. I'll be dead." And I'm like, uh, "No, it matters. Like, please don't get us into a violent like." <laughs> altercation because you're, you're like shouting at people yeah it's like, oh, whatever you guys need to lighten up and all this stuff <laughs> this is all while he's tripping on acid and like i don't know it was it was just so wild um <laughs> and we just kept being like dude like i get it you know maybe in uh, portland this flies but <laughs> yeah not, not here not here <laughs> But, but it was fun to hang out with him and like have that context and kind of like like it was our first time hanging out, like really truly, hanging out without the boundaries of like well, can't get too drunk because I gotta go back to grandma and grandpa's. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have to face our parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and then he's like, I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm not meant to live long. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, I, I think I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> I get <And> that. Like, <laughs> I get that, like, at 24, and yeah. the state of the world, and all that stuff. But it's really hard to passively die at that age. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you gotta be doing some really fucked up shit, or actively, like, trying to kill yourself to kill yourself. Like, sure. it's really hard to kill a baby. We didn't become humans because, you know, babies can die on accident just really, really easily. <laughs> well, we used to. We evolved to fall you out of trees me. and survive. <laughs> yeah, we used to. You know yeah, now I mean? there's poison and we need Mr. Yuck stickers. What? Do you remember Mr. Yuck? I feel like there's... No, I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. You should Google it. Uh, Mr. Yuck were these... This green sticker that you'd put on like toxic chemicals, and it's just a face going like. <laughs> that's it. That's that's and, the story. Well, and parents are supposed to put that on on like bottles of detergent and you know. Oh, okay, stuff got like it. That got to, it. Got got it. And teach kids when you see Mister Yuck, don't drink this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, and yeah, so yeah, we've we evolved initially to not die on accident and now we just have too many ways that we can accidentally ingest something that could kill us but Mm. but it's it's very hard to like i was saying very hard to just passively die unless you suddenly get cancer or something like that like yeah you're not gonna just die at 25 Hmm. you know so i was like dude you'll grow out (laughs) (laughs) you'll grow out of it (laughs) (laughs) but dude very interesting window into just the next generation and and also like i mean this was his first time in the big city like he grew up in rural washington yeah or rural oregon yeah and so he just didn't have the same same concepts of of different things and like same social norms but uh and he's and he's slightly autistic, but <laughs> slightly. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> it's a spectrum, Ryan. It's a spectrum. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's on that so spectrum. <laughs> he's got a tinge. 
<laughs> He's got a tinge of autism. I have a tinge of autism, I'm sure. <laughs> I think we all do. Because <laughs> it's you a know. spectrum. Yeah, like being, exactly. It's like being gay. I'm not. I'm not gay. <laughs> But I do enjoy it. I'm not gay. I do enjoy a good... A big hard cock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do I do enjoy a good shit, so I like it. I like half of the experience. <laughs> good shit. <laughs> a good shit makes you gay. I, love I like it. I like a big one coming out, but I, I, I wouldn't like it going in. <laughs> well, see, <clears throat> this is interesting that you say that because uh, certain friends of mine enjoy eating ass. I've never been an ass eater. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've never like been like, yeah, I love that. I've certain friends that are like super into that. Yeah. <laughs> it's I can, I can an interesting get podcast. Why someone would find that pleasurable. Well, I I, I, here's the deal. This is what I this is what I, what I was going to say. I understand like men enjoying it because we have prostates. No, your tongue is not no, going to tickle the prostate. <laughs> well, it's Okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> but it's a very <clears throat> sensitive thing. I've got a bidet. I, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I well, like there's certain feeling. girls that really like getting their butthole licked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just not clean to me, and I find that kind of gross. <sighs> well, I guess it, it it all depends. You know, like she fresh out of the shower, or true, like what what's true. the like for me? Like I've just never done it. Be I've never done like butt stuff except for like a small fraction of girls that i've been with yeah and it's mostly because i'm like i don't understand how you get pleasure out of this Cause it's why don't i just go to why don't i just go to the puss you know what i mean like if, if i'm already down there you know what i mean like <laughs> i'll go to the puss you know what i mean like but uh i have certainly guy friends that like eating girls asses and yeah. i and i just never understood it I never understood how girls get pleasure out of it. Um, that I guess it's just like a sensitivity thing, you know. What you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, I this is this is why like I understand gay men because you're tickling the prostate. That's why it feels good. But if you're fucking a girl's butt, like, how are they getting pleasure? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. how how are you enjoying this? Because yeah. I'd much rather you enjoy it. You know what I mean? I'd much rather, like, get you to Yeah, no, that, be pleased, uh, the penetration you know? aspect, I don't know. This is a weird podcast, but the penetration aspect. It's super aspect weird. Of, like, we went down a rabbit hole. To me, is a little weird with girls, but. Uh, yeah, for sure. Obviously, because I get it with, with men, but. I mean, if we have any girl listeners, you know, let me know. That's rydavebpe at gmail.com. <laughs> Just let me know. Let me know. <laughs> like, email me. <laughs> I would honestly love to know. Like, I, I it, it, if only to learn, you know what I mean? To be a better lover and stuff. It's it's not like a, a weird thing. You don't have to feel strange. And I won't. I'll be anonymous with your. Nobody's going to email me, but. <laughs> no, one, no one's going to email yeah. I like getting my butt fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would actually like 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 to know like what is it what does it feel like what is what you know how are you gauging that you know what I mean I don't know Yeah been way more analytical about like how I think about sex and stuff you know Yeah trying to become saw, better you one know One of my friends one of my friends is a comedian trying to and I went to his show and he was like he was he did a bit on sex toys that I don't know how much of it was true or not but he was like sure. he was like you know you walk into a guy's place and you open his bedside drawer and you find a pocket pussy you're gonna think some things but how how different is it from a dildo and he's like well a dildo can be a team sport <laughs> <laughs> it can be <laughs> but well i mean you know if if you're making love to your significant other if you're making love to some rando you know, having a little vibrator there. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bad thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going with this? <laughs> uh, I, I say we change topics. Let's just uh, pull the lever. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So the other thing that's been going on. So for the listeners, Ryan and I haven't talked in a while. Uh, 
And there's been a lot Rye, going on in my cause, life. Because Rye won't talk to me unless we're recording. No, but, that's not true. <laughs> he wants it on the record. <laughs> that's not true. Dude, my life but, has been a fucking just cascade of crazy. You know? So the other thing that happened, though, when my cousin was in town, mm-hmm. the same night he chugged the Mad Dog 2020 in 30 seconds, uh, mm. he was very drunk. And- and he heard a he heard a cricket in my kitchen, and I was like, "Yeah, sorry, it's just cricket. I'm not gonna worry about it." And he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna find it." And so he goes in and he like pulls my stove away from the wall, and he's like, "I found it. Give me some bug killer." And then he like goes, "Oh, dude, you should come and look at this." And I'm like, "What? What's up?" So I like come into the kitchen. And my wall behind my stove was all, like, water-damaged and had, like, black mold on it. Oh, shit. And uh, he's like, yeah, you want to get that taken care of. So I texted my landlady that night. And for, like, as interesting as she can be at times, uh, she was very good about it. Like, very on top of it was like, oh, no, I'll call my guy. We'll get a plumber out here. We'll take care of this as soon as possible. Like, I really want to get this, at least get the ball rolling on this because rent is due soon. Um, and so I've just been dealing with, like, I have a giant hole in my kitchen because uh, they, like, knocked out the wall. And then the plumbers were like, well, nothing is leaking in there, but something has leaked and it will leak again when the rust scab falls off. So oh, we shit. just got to replace all these pipes. And also we'll recock your uh, shower and, like, all these different things just to, like, make sure it doesn't come back but that's been my whole ordeal for the last month i'm like so tired of people coming in and out of my apartment and like with my work schedule like plumbers have to be there during the week and i work during the week and so it's like okay you're they're gonna have to come and you're gonna have to lock my apartment and like the other day i got home and that was the, the situation where she had to lock my apartment after they left and I came home and all of my windows were like shut and locked and like <laughs> I was like oh so you like didn't just lock the door you like came in and like walked around in my apartment and that feels a little weird <laughs> like <laughs> like she didn't mention anything didn't say like oh your place is like a shithole <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that but uh but I was like oh that's weird you walked around inside my apartment but I don't know. My rent didn't go up, so that's the nice thing. Yeah. But yeah, so I've just been having all these weird repairs. What's been crazy in your life, Ryan? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um so I broke up with with uh my girlfriend. Um I moved in with one of my best friends into a new city. Um and my whole life feels like it's been either working, sleeping, or commuting to my job, you know? Ugh. So it's just been very chaotic and unstable. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to edit any of this out, but uh, I just threw in my resume to a, a new job up here. Um, I think the, you know, like trying to, I've been trying to like work my way through all this because it's all very new to me. Um, but I think like the first step is like getting some sort of money making job in the area I live. You know, I think that's huge. I think that getting that would be very helpful. So I threw in a resume to this, like, I don't know how to describe it. Um, It's like a job. It's like a weed place, but they're more of the analytical side. So it's it's a laboratory, basically. Oh, nice. And it's one of uh, Mike's clients uh, was like, hey, tell him to send a resume to such and such. And I'll uh, put in a good word. So, I just sent my resume a couple days ago. We'll see how it goes. Nice. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it is as far as like my mental status, I have no idea, man. Like it, this is all, you know, I made a very big decision very late in my life, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, a very like life altering decision. Well, a breakup I, is always bigger when you're, you know, in your mid thirties than right when you're in your twenties. Right. And I, I don't I don't even necessarily know that that's what it is, but it's it's weird, man. Like it's weird to be in love with somebody still after all these years and understand that like it's not where my life is going. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like there's no doubt in my mind that I love that girl and I always will. And, you know. There's times where I'll be up late at night and just wonder, like, did I make the right decision? You know, um, was this the best decision to make at the time? You know, I feel like they're two different questions, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm just, part of me feels lost and then part of me feels like I... I'm finally taking control of my life, you know? Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, this isn't, this isn't me. This isn't me like trying to, uh, put down the person that I was with. There's no doing that. You know what I mean? Like who I was with was a lovely person. Um, she's a lovely human. I, I wish her the best of luck and, and all that. Um, but I've, I, I, I've said this a couple times with like friends of mine, um, where I've, I've, I've basically explained to them, like, I've wasted so much of my life, like trying to find the one, you know what I mean? Um, mm. I've wasted so much time of, of my life, like trying to find this perfect girl, this, this thing that this ultimate thing in my head and not understanding and realizing that they are also a person, you know, and with yeah. their own aspirations and their own goals and their own, you know, thing. And I've sort of wasted my time, you know, valuable time that I had to like really explore myself and understand who I, who I am as a person, you know, um, I feel like I threw myself on the wayside in hopes for that person, you know? Yeah. And in the process of that, not no fault of the girl or the person that I'm dating, but I kind of put on them too much pressure, you know? Um. Okay. Got it? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I definitely need therapy. There's no doubt. Um, but I think, I don't know, man. I, I think I'm just being more honest with myself, honestly. Like that, yeah. I think I think that's what it is. I think it's that whole self awareness thing that I've been talking about, you know. Um, yeah. Understanding who I am and knowing what I am, you know, and not putting on a front. I think, I think when we're first dating, you know, as people, it's like we're this game show version of ourselves. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, hey, like me. You know what I mean? Um, and once you get past that and live with somebody, there's this like different echelon that you get into. You know what I mean? Like <coughs> this different rhythm that you get into. And I don't know. And, and it could also be that like I wasn't ready. Um Moreover, I think that, um, you get to know who you are a lot more, um, with somebody else and you understand that like, you know, maybe the truth is, is like, I just am not the person I want to be for that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and right now I'm not there, you know? And I think that's all I can say about it. it. Like, that's all I can honestly 
with all certainty say, I am not who I want to be in that relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was in, in a serious relationship, I'm not the person I want to be right now to, yeah. to be that for you. So, um, you know, all that being said, there's no animosity. We actually ended on like good terms. Um, and yeah, thing, things were actually went really well. <laughs> you know considering you know like it, as well as it could you know yeah it was three years of my life you know and of her life and and i understand if she has some animosity i could honestly understand that but yeah man i just it ran its course you know yeah um yeah that's that's all i really know about it um other than that like it's just been you know trying to navigate that with a fully busy schedule in a job that I work an hour and a half away. So like, I feel like all I've been doing for the last two months, cause I think that's what it was. We did the end of the year podcast. And then I haven't really done a podcast for like the last two months. Cause it's all been work, sleep, drive. That's all I've yeah. been doing the whole fucking time like mind numbing <laughs> it sucks man and it really sucks because when i was going through that breakup um i didn't realize and i probably should have planned this better at least the breakup part but um the whole time <laughs> i've realized like i picked up a bunch of extra shifts <laughs> and they're 12 hour shifts that is in in a, in a shot so it's like i don't have any time to like think about how i felt or anything <laughs> it's just been like working the whole time you know so yeah man well at least it's an hour and a half and you're not just going eight miles <laughs> right yeah dude yeah because that that is more mind-numbing. At least you feel like you're going somewhere. Although, sometimes that can feel like it takes even longer because you're like, well, I'm moving, and it's still taking an hour and a half. Yeah, I don't miss but that at all. <laughs> at all. I've been, I've been getting so, like, road-ragey lately. Like, I had, I had uh, like, trying to get home from work is when I always hit traffic. And the other night, I was, like, driving home, and I'm trying to get over one lane, and so I'm signaling, and then the person behind me that's, like, just right behind me uh, in the lane I'm trying to get into starts signaling to get into my lane. And I was like, well, this is serendipitous. We can just, like, swap places. And so I, like, go to start merging, and they speed up to close the gap. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you doing this? You could easily get into my lane if I can get into your lane. Just slow down just a little bit. And then zip into my spot, and I'll zip into your spot, and we'll be great. And I'm like, but at the same time, I'm just like laying on my horn, and then they started laying on their horn, and then they caught on, like, oh, oh yeah. And so they like got into my lane, and then they hit a slow spot. So then they like zip back into my lane, and for a little bit, I was like, are they following me? Are they coming to chase me down? <laughs> like, because <laughs> I like laid on my horn at them, and now they're gonna follow me home. Uh, but they didn't end up following me home. Uh, I'm very terrified of getting in violent altercations, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause I'm not going to do well in a violent altercation. No, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't see a Joe's as being, uh, <laughs> I would be like, dude, can we talk this out? <laughs> like, Look, man, I'm sorry. I honked at you. <laughs> Listen. We've all had a day. Uh, can <laughs> we just ruining your commute? Cause you just followed me home for some reason. Like go home. You're trying to go home. I'm trying to go home. <laughs> You're wasting your time. I'm sorry. Go home. <laughs> yeah, man. Can we just like take a tad out? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. No, I, d I don't miss that at all, honestly. 
Not at all. Yeah. And that was, you know, and that was a thing. Like, um, you know, she wanted to live in Los Angeles. She moved, you know, like she moved away and I didn't want to go back there, man. I've never yeah. felt like more out of place yeah. than I did in that city. I love that city. It's a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's be honest. Los Angeles is pretty great. It's pretty cool. Um, but there are moments that I had living there where I just felt like I've never felt more alone in my life. You know what I mean? Like more just out of place alone and aloof. Like, what am I doing here? Type of thing. So, I mean, no, I totally understand that. And I was there for those moments. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally understand you feeling more at home in you know in michigan in like yeah a smaller area uh with like you know well just somewhere who aren't as concerned about bullshit like yeah for sure well and and dude like i have no doubt that like i could live there again and be t- completely fine you know what i mean i just i don't know man it just i don't know I, I just got to a point where I like I, I couldn't kid myself anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I couldn't I couldn't reason me moving there again. Well, know? I think it's ultimately it was kind of the same. I I can't speak for for your ex, but like yeah, as far as living in Michigan, right? Clearly, it did not feel right. No, not at all. And not at all. So that that was that's the thing is like and I uh I wasn't surprised when you made the decision um because like yeah ultimately neither of you <laughs> you wanted to be around each other but not around each other <laughs> where you're right, at Right <laughs> yeah So yeah man it was rough you know but um yeah what were we talking about oh downer things <laughs> yeah i know i'm sorry dude i'm 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 actually not like depressed it's just weird you know yeah no, um, i i get it i've been in a mood lately hence the hence the mustache <laughs> I like for the other night. I was like, for our one listener, uh, Josie's got the uh, Ned Flanders mustache. Nice, the Mike Lindell. (laughs) It's more like a Chicago mustache. Yeah, because I'm fat now. (laughs) (laughs) We all bears. I hate it. Mm. My cousin, my cousin's been doing keto. Well, was doing keto before he came out here, and. That he went back and he's like, dude, I just kept losing weight. Like, I've been, I've been eating like normal stuff like pasta and tacos and stuff, but I'm still losing weight. <laughs> and granted, he has a lot more to lose than than me, but like, I'm like, well, now I weigh the most I've ever weighed. So cool, great, good cool. for you, man. Cool, just man. <laughs> Fair. Um. Well. Do you want to listen to a song? Let's listen to some music. Um, I'm gonna go with like one of my favorite like breakup tunes. <laughs> okay. One of my favorite ones. Uh, we're gonna go to the song is called Helena, and it's by Nickel Creek. It's off. Why? Why should the fire die? I'm let me make sure I'm recording. Good, I'm recording. I'm there. I'm there. Alright. Ready? Ready. Three, two, one, play. Hang on. Pause. Hang on. 
my computer. Hold on. Dude, I love computers. Yeah, they fucking suck. See, Preston. Pres- it it Ryan went, went old coworker Preston believes that he jinxes the internet. Because for a long time, whenever he came to my house, my TV like wouldn't connect to the internet and like, or would crash. Like, whose TV yeah. crashes? But like, <laughs> newfangled technology, my TV would crash, and I'm like, God damn it! He's like, I'm sorry, it's just me. It's I, I've got a bad effect on the internet. <laughs> it knows uh, I hate it. <laughs> yep. All right, I think I've. Well, hold on. Okay. All right. You ready? You ready. Yep. yep. Three, two, one, play. Were you like re- listening along to the lyrics? Like, yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah, man. Helena, guys like me never sleep alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so good, dude. That band is incredible. Um, I love Nickel Creek. Nate and I talked about it. He, he. This is what was his uh, one of his Christmas gifts to me was this record on vinyl. I'm so glad I own it. <clears throat> this whole record is incredible, but that song is just like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's it, the whole thing is like, he's cheating on his girlfriend and and he knows it. And like, he's just confronting her, ba- basically being like, this whole relationship was a lie anyway. And, and whatever, you know, I'll be fine. You know, that's the whole like tagline is we'll always be just fine. You know, like it's not going to affect us, you know. Yeah. Um, pretty much like it's facetious because, you know, like, yeah, I'm I'm hurting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I'm not I'm not going to let you know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Great breakup song solid breakup song and i it, i i would have gone brothers on a hotel bed but we already did that song so i did it i did enjoy that song like yeah yeah uh, this this record is okay so chris Thiele. do you know anything about chris Thiele? no not really all right i'm gonna tell you about him so chris Thiele is there's no argument I was going to say arguably, but there's no argument. Like, is the best mandolin player of all time. Like, he is so good. Um, He's went on... He He's basically been playing since he was, like, 16. In front of people. And people seem to like him. Um, But... I can't remember what foundation did it, or what. But, uh... Basically, the entire musical com- community bought him and built him the best mandolin ever made and just gave it to him for free. Like, they basically built it so he could play it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's the guy singing on that, too. Um, he's been in projects like the Punch Brothers and 
There's a couple other more, but he's also been on like movie scores and stuff like that. Like, like basically the entire musical community was like, this is the best player of this instrument. So yeah, we gave it to him, you know? Um, but he's like a virtuosic, you know, I don't, I think that's the right word. Um, he's a virtuoso of the mandolin. Um, and he's, Oh, brilliant singer so songwriter he's been writing songs and playing since he was like a fucking teenager wow yep and uh this is probably i shouldn't say probably this is like the best nickel creek record ever so okay um they were so good this is this is no joke they were so good that so nate and i have been playing in the bands for years, and uh, we were into this band called uh, Blank Page Empire, and we had a festival, two or three festival spots at Cornerstone. So we played one of the main stages, and then we had booked a couple other the offshoot stages. Cornerstone is like this big festival in Illinois. And Nate skipped that festival because he got to see Nickel Creek. <laughs> so, so he was like, uh, "I'm staying home." Playing his own music to just just to go see. Yeah, uh, he uh, he gave up playing his own music, which now Nate is in a touring act, a signed touring act, and he gave it up to go see Nickel Creek play. <laughs> um, so, if that's not an not you know. Uh, confirmation of how good this band is. It's 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 not even this band. It's it's really Chris Thiele, but um, yeah, it was like his last show because they're no longer Nickel Creek is no longer a band, but Chris Thiele is like a borderline household name because he's so good and uh, yeah, yeah. And no, I've heard his name so much. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's brilliant. Um, you'd probably like the Punch Brothers more. Uh, it's more, it's more bluegrassy. Um, but yeah, just one of the better, one of the better bluegrass musicians, songwriters, and also a virtuoso mandolin player. So. Wow. Yep. So there you go. Also, he wrote one of my favorite breakup songs. Um, Yeah. That's that is uh, Nickel Creek. Uh, mine mm-hmm. is also a song kind of dated back to that era as well. Yep. Uh, from an artist who graduated from our school. Uh, uh, oh no, shit! <laughs> Jeremy Messersmith. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, he, he I like I go through seasons with his music where like mm-hmm. uh. I'll like go deep, deep on it and like listen to the albums over and over and over. Yeah. And like, so with picking up guitar, I was like, well, can I try and learn some of these songs? And I can't cause I can't play an F chord, but uh, <laughs> I'll teach but, you. Uh, <laughs> bar chords are eluding me, but still like, <laughs> you don't have to play bar chords. You know, you can, there's, there's farmers vert chord versions of those. Oh, okay. Chords. I'll have to learn those. Yeah, an F is pretty um, easy. Do you know how to play a C? Yeah. Okay, so you just go one string down on all the fingers. Oh, nice. And you're playing an F, essentially. Do you have to close some strings? No. Or not play? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cool. you can't. You can. You know, like it. it you, there's, as with everything in guitar, there's different uh, chord phrasings. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll try and learn that. But at, yeah. yeah. So either <laughs> way, I've been, right. like, I've been listening to these albums like over and over. And I love uh, this song's not off this album. I love the, Re- the Reluctant Graveyard. Okay. It's such a cohesive piece of like all the stories are kind of morbid about death and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. But like his melodies and his instrumentation, it's like like if if I was the director of a new Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. Jeremy Messersmith is who I would tap for, like, doing the music. Like, Danny Elfman is amazing, but excluding Danny Elfman for continuity's sake, like, 
Yeah. If you wanted to do a new voice, similar like things, he's got these incredible, almost like theatrical musical pieces, and his his stylistic mimicry is amazing. Okay. But we're going to play a song off of his second album, which was less in the era of, I'm going to try and mess around with styles and do more acoustic stuff, but it's off uh, The Silver City. Yep. Which is kind of like like what Michigan and Illinois and Carrie and Lowell are. Right. But for Minneapolis. Sure. Uh, and we're going to play the song Franklin Avenue. Yeah, man. Uh, you ready? Yep. I know that street. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, 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 sorry. A three, a two, one, play. Daylight streaming on my face, prognosis looking ground. Some case of paralysis, just can't move my limbs. Thunder crashing, lightning flashing. Is that Dan? Dan. Dude, I figured. <laughs> That's now, wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, he plays on a lot of songs. Like, Luck and Graveyard, he has a lot of strings on. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I was saying, it's almost like theatrical kind of sure. soundtrack stuff. And maybe it's because I'm like, you know friend of a friend with like so many people that he plays with and like stuff sure he went to the school shortly before we did mm-hmm. um, but uh, I love love his music and I love how he experiments with style he just put out like a Halloween song called 666 mm. that's like it's not my favorite of his songs but mm-hmm. The instrumentation, it's like monsters being me. It's uh, <laughs> it's fun and he plays with the plays with the style so well. And the other night, actually completely sober, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna DM him. <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. the DM being like, dude, hey, you know, I go through music seasonally, really into it right now. Just want you to know if you ever played Los Angeles again, I would come. I actually saw this interview uh, with him. Uh, for Twin Cities Public Television, because mm-hmm. he's huge. He's huge in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. He's not big outside Minneapolis. He came close with Reluctant Graveyard, like breaking out of it. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, kind of is just a Minneapolis. He could sell out shows in Minneapolis forever. He's a staple, um, yeah. Yeah, but like, where was I going? Oh, um, you DM'd him. Oh, so I DM'd him. Oh, I saw this interview uh, on Twin Cities Public Television with him where he said that he was also a, a homeschooler who the first time he went to college, or went to school, was college. Yeah. And then, like, by the end of college was like, I don't know how I feel with this whole faith thing. Yeah. Like, and he has some really good songs about that that, like, helped me through my, like, journey away from faith. Like, about, right. you know, just that feeling of, like, I'm asking all these questions and it's making me doubt this whole stuff, but like, okay, so God, if you're real, why'd you make me like this? Why'd you make me uh, analytical and, and ask questions that ultimately make me not not believe? Right. Uh, so he's got like that. He's got like, um, which that one's called Scientists. He's got like Organ Donor, which is about like sort of that journey through through life of like, you know, lost my tongue in the sanctuary and like all this stuff. Right. Like, lyrically, he's amazing as well. But I wouldn't say he's, uh, you know, a, a 
I understand, I guess, why he's so indie still. Like, his style is not, like, something that's going to be used in more than indie films and stuff, which actually I think one of his songs was just used in an indie film, but... I think that he is the Minneapolis Elliot Smith. Yes. You know? 100% like, was thinking that while I was listening to the song. Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, his vocals are very Elliot Smith. This album is very depressing, and so, like, The Silver City is very depressing. I had um, Alcatraz Kid. That was the album I had that I yeah. was introduced to him. And that was I, his first one. Yeah, and I, I think that that's who he is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he he lands in that spectrum of yeah being this Minneapolis staple singer songwriter. You know, he was one of he my, was huge my, when we were going to college. Like, yeah, um, one of my one of my friends from NCU that sort of sort of introduced me to. What did he live in music? Carlson? I don't know. Probably. I wonder. Seems like a Carlson he guy. He definitely seems like a Carlson uh, guy. He he probably knew. Which, Jeremy, he, if you're listening, we're sorry if you were a Phillips kid. Yeah, uh, he he, <laughs> he was probably he was probably slapping his thigh and doing the Carlson clap, you know. But um, <clears throat> um, one of my friends who introduced me to him, or in, introduced me to his music, was like, talked about how one summer he was like, I just I need to get better at like lyric writing. And I feel like songs are about telling stories, and I need to learn to tell a story better. And so he ended up like reading all of these books over the summer, like Grapes of Wrath and right. and stuff like that, just to expand his descriptiveness, his uh, symbolism, all of that stuff. And yeah, I feel like he, you know, I feel like it helped him. <laughs> sure, because uh, like the further into his albums get, the better his stories do. And then he has, like, a couple albums. He, he calls himself uh, Wuss Rock. But, uh... Wuss Rock? A, yeah. <laughs> he has a couple albums that are, like, okay. Like, he has a song called Everybody Gets a Kitten. <laughs> like, in in the future, everybody gets a kitten and whatnot. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that All that right. lost me. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. You're like uh, uh, Mr. Garrison's like female equivalent. <laughs> all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going, I'm and she goes, mm, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, he's 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 the local Elliot Smith. That's yes. that's that's how I always 100%. booked him. You know. I've been I've been described like I was trying to turn my cousin on to him because uh, he's, he, he he he's a hard he's, sell. He's a hard sell. I was like, it's like Danny Elfman meets Elliot Smith. And yeah, that is the weirdest uh, well, way to put like a way to describe something. I don't know what to think. At that, oh, what was his name? Um, that era of NCU students had a lot of really good indie artists that I don't even know if they're oh, really even Nicole uh Nicole what's her face Serrano Yeah Well that was ours That was our generation Yeah yeah I I'm saying like their generation with um I mean that whole like one accord band thing which was the NCU band Yeah um they had the dude. I can't remember. He na- he married one of Dave Collins's daughters, but uh, he was in the novel Eye. Remember that band? Oh yeah. yeah. Holy shit! They had a song called Brazilian Star, and it was so good, dude. Is it um, a song about buttholes? I don't know. But, <laughs> dude, I, I I can't remember what that dude's name is. He was like a blonde dude. He was really soft spoken. But that dude could play keys and sing yeah. like a motherfucker. Yeah. And then um, they had Dan in that band. They had uh, shit. I'm, I'm missing some people, but they had a lot of good people in that class. And I think it was like 2004. I think it was like their graduating class. Yeah. That really, you know, 
there was a lot of really good musicians, and Dan was one of them. That dude wrote a lot of those songs for one accord, and he wrote one for like the death of his grandpa, and it was like really fucking good. I still remember that shit, man. Time to dig him out. I gotta go check him out, but um, <laughs> no, Dan was a brilliant musician. That dude, that he was a Carlson boy for sure. Yeah. Um, and that dude had played cello for Messer Smith, and I don't know, he played cello in the band too. So anyway. Yeah. And then, love, love that era. Of- it was fun. Did you, know, did you know the Twin Cities actually have their own genre on, like, some things? I believe it. Like, Twin Cities? Well, they definitely they definitely did during, like, the 80s R&B era. You know what I mean? Like, well, Minneapolis was a staple. Yeah, exactly. Now we've got Lizzo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's about damn time. Uh, anyways. Well. Should we, should we wrap it? Yeah, I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to go to bed. Okay. <laughs> I love. not sure if you wanted to do another one. No. I'm tired. <laughs> um, All right. I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, man. Good to talk let's, to you. Uh, let's let's chat more. I'm off Not the next recorded. three days, so and I don't plan on shout. doing anything. <clears throat> give me a shout when you uh, finish Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power. Okay, we'll do. And we'll we'll chat it. We'll chat it out. All right. Okay. All right. Love you, man. Have a good Have a good night, man. Love you too. Bye. Bye.